Stuck on the side of the road with RAA Road Service Patrols just around the corner. All it takes is a quick call. Then you can get back to the important stuff, like listening to Beck and Soda's podcast. Become a member today. T's and C's apply. Visit raa.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Mark Sotis, oh. you are off to an absolute flying start. Yeah, it's been a for big a morning. Monday. You've had a Barry Crocker this morning, mate. I have, I have. <laughs> I've um, I've had a blonde moment. And apologies. Well, don't don't bring my hair to all of those. Colour in. Your hair isn't blonde, mate. I can see the roots. You're... Yeah, I know. I'm getting them done this week. <laughs> Thanks for reminding so... me. Yeah, I'm not offending you in any way whatsoever. Um, look, well, look, this morning I had to yell out to you from the car park because. <laughs> I didn't realise this, but there is a, an electric gate. A roller door. Yes, which I uh, was already opened when I got there. You yes. normally need your little card to open that. And then once you get through that, you then get to the boom gate. Yes. And the electric gate was open, so I pulled in. And then once I was in there waiting to, for the boom gate, I started to look for my little card, didn't have it, and then realised phone, wallet, everything was at home. And so I, then, the, then the roller door came down. So I was you. stuck between the gate and the roller door. <laughs> Stuck his head out of the window going, help! I thought, I'm going to be here for good. I can't get into the building. I can't do anything. Anyway, it is a paid car park also. So I just said, yeah. why don't you take a ticket? And mm. then you said, how do I do that? Mm. I said, press the flashing button that's saying take ticket. There you go. <laughs> I didn't even realise it was a, I thought it was just a business car park and you needed a pass to get how in. How do you adult? How do See? you get through life? I don't know, but honestly, for a moment, as I've done that and you've said, why don't you just take a ticket? And I just went, oh, yeah. And then I thought, how am I going to get out? Because I don't have any money to pay it. But fortunately, it was within 15 you minutes. So I was able to get out. Went home, got your phone home. and your wallet. Do you know, isn't it um, a sad indictment on society and on myself right here that I just then thought I actually um, cannot function without my phone and everything because yeah. it's got all the information I need. Oh, also, you'd have to be more present and actually talk to me as well. So instead of having your head in your phone, which I do as well. I went through one show without a phone once. It was liberating. Was it? Yeah. I go through life essentially without my phone. I need it for the access, not to read things on. Yeah. I don't, I don't bother looking at social media or anything like that. Anyway. You would have been stuck there because you didn't have a phone. I didn't you would know have been, how to get there. You would have still it was been like down there was, right now. It was in purgatory. Stuck. Yeah. So thanks so much for rescuing me. <laughs> you idiot. You know what it's like now to be a firefighter. And <laughs> rescue someone. Oh, that'll do. That'll sure do. <laughs> Feel good about society. SAFM's Beck and Soda. It's AFM, uh, Beck and Soda for breakfast, Alpha Bucks. Uh, minutes away, get ready to call 131060 to win $1,000 this morning. Been parenting for 20 years now. Yeah, you're getting Three the hang children. of it. Oh, no, still suck. As you know, I'll tell you uh, after 8 o'clock with my mum foul Monday oh, how I, much I suck at it. We had our first broken bone on the weekend. Three kids, 20 Ooh. years. Frankie, the youngest, uh, broke her wrist. Oh. That's actually on the weekend. Well, that's not good, but it's not bad. The fact that there's only been the one yeah, amongst I know. three kids. All this time, considering how they're all quite clumsy, also right. Um, not sport. No. Not running. A shopping injury. What do you? Hell. She, she was at Marion in a jewellery store and tripped over something and landed on her wrist. Oh, really? Mm. In the middle of the shop. In the of the shop, oh, so thing. did you comfort her okay? Uh, well, she was with another mum. She was shopping with a friend. Okay. Uh, and then, quick quick poll, let's see how well you know our family situation. Mm. Sunday afternoon, yep. a visit to emergency. Who do you think takes her? James, without doubt. I'll give you a beat to think about it. Without doubt. <laughs> um, can I say, I know our health system gets a bad rap. He took her to the QEH. 
emergency. They took her, a nurse took her straight in for an x-ray. Didn't right. need to see a doctor for that. Um, saw it was a break. Cast home in, I reckon, two hours. That's good. Real, I said, I'll see you, like pack a lunch. I'll see you like tomorrow morning. Which hospital? QEH. Oh, well done. Yeah, so thank you to the staff yeah, of the QEH. Absolutely, absolutely outstanding. S- straight in, straight out. And she was we, she was in a little bit of pain, but she was actually a little bit chuffed to have a cast. Really? Did yeah. she get the plaster cast, the old school, or did they make it the fiberglass so she can swim in the hot weather? No, it's just it's fiberglass. Uh, I don't know. Pl- it looked like plaster. She's got to go back right. and have it done again. It was just a little patch-up job. She's got to go to the women's and children's, get a proper one. Right, yeah, because obviously she's going to have it for six weeks or thereabouts? Yeah, six weeks, yeah. Yeah, well then... Um, get them to put a fiberglass one on because it's going to be hot over the next six weeks and she can swim with that. Ah, okay. Because the plaster one obviously will just fall apart right. in the water. Thanks, Dr. Soda's true. Yeah. I actually had a broken wrist and it never healed because it was a scaphoid bone because there's a lack of blood supply to it. So I had the cast on for, I think it was 18 weeks, Which not hand? six. Just could you write? No, I couldn't. <laughs> but thanks for asking. No, I didn't. It was my right hand. And um, 18 weeks it was, so I got used weeks. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what horrible. happened to your football career? And could you hold a fire hose? It was over summer, mate. No, I was a youngster. <laughs> I was at school. Oh, but, okay. Um, it's, it's a pain. It's a pain. But good oh, on her. I hope she's going okay. Thing. Yeah. Poor little poppet. Shopping injury. It's rough out there, <laughs> Marion. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck and Soda's Morning Quickie. Newsreader M is in with some of the stories around this morning. Good morning, guys. G'day, Em. Another big business is trialling a four-day working week. Is it SAFM? (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, no. Medibank. Okay. And so you just get, what, 80% of your pay? No. You get your full pay, 100% of your pay. You work 80% of the time. And you just have to keep up your productivity 100%. That's fair enough. Get your work done. Yeah, so essentially you don't have to work any longer to make up. I thought normally if you do like a four-day week, you tack on a couple of extra hours each day. Well, maybe some people would though, depending on how efficient they are, do you know what I mean? I love that idea though. Right. Because you're still, well, you're doing less time, but if you've got to do your work, you've got to do your work, you get it done. Who doesn't love that idea though, as a worker uh, bee? Tell you what it might do though, because imagine the businesses then, if you can then get the same amount of productivity in four days that you got in five... Mm -hmm. Well, you're not doing enough when you're doing five days. Yeah. Will that now lead to different um, KPIs? Mm. Surely it would, and I think studies have shown, reduce things like sick days and stuff because you're obviously great work health, work life balance, that kind of stuff. You'd hope so. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's a great idea if your company can deal with that, unless yeah. it's a service company, mm. Yeah. which is no good. Just have one day when nothing happens. <laughs> Friday, R&B Fridays, let's just play the music. Sure. Yeah, Why not? we could do that. Yeah. Um, no, but I like the idea. Do you like it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, anyone that's trialled it says productivity yeah. is higher. Because, Well-being, yeah. everything. Hang Getting... on, don't you work a four-day week anyway? I do. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. you do, that's right. We don't see you on Fridays, Em. No wonder you're happy with this. Oh, what would you say? A working mother is always <laughs> yeah, working. Yeah, exactly. We've got so, two jobs anyway. So is a working father. That's yeah. right. All right, yeah. let's not get into gender politics. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of kids, a growing yep. number of Aussie kids are winding up with glasses at a younger age, and it's linked to excessive use of screens. <sighs> oh, dear. Oh, affects their ears as well. They don't hear when they're on their screens either, my little brats. That's selective, isn't it? Um, that doesn't surprise me, though. But a 50% increase in yeah. kids presenting with short-sightedness in the last few so years. So short-sightedness is you, you struggle can't... up close? 
No, or you can't see far away because right. they're so used to their eyes are so used to uh, focusing on right. things close right. to them. So, I, so short sightedness, it's it's the opposite of what the name is. Yeah. So you can't yeah. see a long way. Long sightedness yeah. is you can't see short. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was. No, I I, I didn't know that. Either. Yeah. Um, well, that that does make sense. Uh, it's a worry you, though. I got to say, yesterday I was trying to cook some prawn dumplings, and um, for the <laughs> what kids. a catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Felix said, can I have some prawn dumplings? I said, well, funny you ask. I do have some. Did you make anyway. them from scratch? <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, anyway, I just had to uh, heat them up. And, and, you know, I couldn't find my glasses. So I actually had to photograph the instructions <laughs> and then so increase good. the size of it. Yeah. And that was the best way. It's the only way Poor I could read it. man. God. Poor old man. But, you know, I think the... Oh, was it the optometrist said to me, if you get to about your mid-40s and you haven't needed glasses... Your eyes have fulfilled their purpose. Mm. So really? from about 45 onwards, yeah. they start to go downhill. So if you're over 45 and you're not wearing specs yet, you can thank your eyes because they've done a great job. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get to that age. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Okay, Beck, uh, hop on a plane. I'm taking you to Thailand. Ooh. Taking you to a little town called Cabinburi, which is actually just east of Bangkok. Um, and this bloke could be the best named person we've ever featured mm. on around the world. His name is Boon Tom Chai Moon. Great, great so name. Boon Tom Chai Moon and his wife Amyane were driving around Thailand and they were going on a long trip, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, Boon Tom felt the call of nature. So he's pulled the car over and then he's decided to pop out and take a little leak. Yep. Right? So he's gone and relieved himself, hopped back in the car, and then he's gone, taken off again. And his wife had been asleep in the back of the car and that, so he had a bit of peace and quiet anyway. And he's cruised along for ages and ages and ages. Anyway, he's got 100 miles down the road, checked in the back seat to see how Amune is. <gasps> And realised she's not there. No. Yes. So what had happened was when um, Boontom ducked off to the toilet, Amine had woken up and decided that she too needed to relieve herself. So she jumped out of the car, jumped into the local jungle and had a little twinkle in the jungle. Oh my God. When she's a come bush out, wee. yes, mm. well, a jungle wee. She's <laughs> taken it to the next level because you're in Thailand. Anyway, she's come out and Boon Tom's gone, <gasps> and she's just stranded on the side absolutely of the road. Oh left her on the side gosh. of the road. So Amunay's decided. Well, she doesn't have um, her phone, right? Mm. So she's stuck in the middle of nowhere in the jungle. So she decides to start walking. Oh my god! She had to walk thirteen miles. <laughs> What's 26 that? kilometers. That's more than a half marathon to speak no, your 21, language. No, 21, 21 kilometers. A half marathon. It was. She's had to walk a half marathon. Anyway, <laughs> by the time that she got to <laughs> another town, turned around. 5 a.m. in the morning, she's walked through the entire night in the dark oh through my Thailand. Oh, God. Through the jungles until she's come to Cabinbury and then she's found the local police <laughs> station, right? So then what they did was. She didn't know her husband's phone number because it was in her phone under husband, obviously, uh, or under Booney because his name is Boontom. So they rang her number because her phone was in the back of the car. They rang her number 20 times and Boontom still didn't answer. 20 He's times because he was... cranking the tunes going, this is the best. She's having the best sleep. Best Absolutely. 13 miles and it took him... Right, a hundred miles to realise he was wow. missing from his wife and had to turn back 
and drive another 100 miles Back to try to and find her. her again. Who would ever, ever forget their significant other, their spouse? I did very similar. Well, I didn't. I noticed him quickly. We were on a wine tour and on a you big You did bus. a boon tom. Uh, yeah, did a boon tom. Wine tour, bus tour. Um, we're pulling out of the car park, bus full of people, and mm. the bus driver does a quick head t- count and says, we're missing someone. Is anyone missing their spouse? And I go, oh, that would be me. <laughs> Look in the rear view mirror. Jimbo's running after the bus with his bottle of wine. He'd stopped at the cellar door and I didn't notice he was missing. Fantastic. Everybody else had their wives and husbands. Not me. That's why. I was clabby. Hey, Jimbo had 13 miles in him. Don't worry. He's run plenty of marathons. 21K. He would have chewed that up with a little bottle of Savvy V in his hand. Still running. Sorry, James. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Now, Beck, yesterday afternoon, I decided to rock it old school. So no screens, no TV, no nothing. It's kicking it old school. Yeah, we were rocking it. <laughs> kicking it was just the low key. We were going up the next oh, level. Okay, sorry. So I had my three little ones um, and Felix had three mates over, okay. right? And so they spent, we were out in the street doing it the old way. We used to do it. Um, bikes, scooters, Love everything, that. making little jumps mm. and everything, going crazy. Probably, I don't know, three, four hours we were out there. So the kids are running in and out of the house the all afternoon and having fun. Anyway, we were out there and then Felix has ducked inside to grab some icy poles because the kids were absolutely loaded up on Zupa Dupas, so they're going 100 miles an hour. Anyway, he pops his head out of the driveway. We're on the street and you hear, there's a magpie in the house. There's a magpie in the house. Going, what? Is it anyway, Timmy Geneva? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've run through all the kids and I've just run up the driveway. We've run into the house and because the doors had all been open and there's this magpie. Oh. Massive. Big, huge magpie, and it's in the back room, and it's got now six kids chasing it. Oh. Right? This thing was so panicked, it dumped its load all over the house. Oh. It was backing out poos oh. everywhere. Oh. And I've looked around the place, and it looked like a footy trip had been in there. Oh, I reckon up. this thing had dumped, I reckon, I don't know. Seven, eight loads. Oh, it was scared. Absolutely petrified. And I'm going to the kids, calm down, relax, let it fly. So we opened up all the sliding doors and then everything, windows, just waiting for this magpie to get out. But because they're all screaming and yelling, then one of them's picked up a broom, running around with a stick trying oh. to poke it. And I'm going, just calm down. And every time it hit a wall or a glass or got flu, it was just dropping grenades <laughs> all over the place. Eventually, I reckon it took oh, probably five minutes, which felt like about two hours. <laughs> this thing had finally worked its way out the window, and we've all gone all excited. Anyway, so the kids have all gone back out on the street, and I've looked around the place, and it's just a mess because the kids have knocked everything over. And then I've realized I've found magpie crap on the wall, on the couch. On the floor, I look over on the kitchen bench and it had just dropped it like a, um, you know, like those sort of, crop when duster. they go, crop dusted, <laughs> crop dusted all over the kitchen bench, right? And then I've gone, no way. Anyway, I've gone and cleaned everything up, right? It took me 20 minutes, cleaned all, oh, the, you're my hero. all the baby wipes. Anyway, I've gone back out with the kids and we've closed the doors this time. Afternoon's done, kids go home, thank God, I get some peace and quiet. And I look around, I thought, finally, I've cleaned up all the poo. Anyway, I hop on the couch and I flick on the TV and I'm watching Seven News and there's Mike Smithson 
with a massive magpie turd <laughs> just all over his face. And I hadn't realised the bloody thing had hit the TV screen as well and it had put it all over the top. What does that say about news? Well, I can tell you it's not the first time that... Uh, nah. <laughs> Beck and Soda. It's AFM. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Find your authentic self at Blue Lagoon Float and Spa, Adelaide's award-winning Roman-inspired day spa. Give back to someone who's helped you. SAFM's Thank Bank with Beck and Soda. Thank you, you. someone in your life who has helped you that you want to just say thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. It is our Thank Bank, safm.com.au. Just put all your details down there and we will help you thank that very special person like we've done with Nikita. Hello, Nikita. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, who would you like to thank? I'd like to thank my sister, Rachel. Okay, tell us about Rach. Um, so Rachel's my um, elder sister and she has always been there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she's always there for everyone. Um, but a little over two years ago, her husband was involved in an accident. Um, and I honestly believe if it wasn't for her, um, he wouldn't be here with us today. Tell us about the accident. Two years ago on his birthday, he was riding a bike. And a car um, had stopped at the stop sign but didn't see him and hit him. And, yeah, he ended up at the Royal Adelaide Hospital. And pretty serious sort of injuries? Pretty serious. So still to this day, he's still got um, some long-term injuries and still going through, you know, the processes of physio and all of that. But he'll never be back to where he was. And how did she um, support him and and their family? They've got kids? Yeah, so they've got three um, older kids. Mm. But Rachel would drive. So they live in Two Wells. Rachel would drive from Two Wells to the hospital, spend her days with um, Shane and then go home and support her kids. You know, Shane... It was during COVID, so it's not like mm. anyone else could go visit and support him. Um, and she was also working full-time as well during all of this. Right. Now, there's a horrible twist to this story as well, because not only did Shane have his accident, mm-hmm. but with three kids. So you're saying two of the three kids have also been in accidents since? Yeah. So her youngest daughter, um, Chanel, was involved in a bike accident, was taken to hospital. I think she ended up with a broken arm and her son um, was driving home and had an accident and, you know, both fine compared to Shane. But, yeah, in the last two years, yeah, that's what um, she's had to – and she supported them every step of the way. What an absolute run of bad luck. And how she handled herself in that whole time? Um, I think she has her moments like we all do, but Mm. she gets up and she just does it. She takes Shane. Shane can't drive. He mentally and physically, he just can't do things. So Rachel will take him to his appointment. Mm. So she'll go to work, drive home pick him up, take him to his appointments, and then work again. Um, And she's done that since the day it happened. Wow, what a massive challenge. Um, What do you love about your sister? Um, I just love that she's so supportive. So even when all of this is going on, um, she supports everyone. Like it doesn't Mm. matter, you know, family, friends, work. She puts everyone else before herself. Right. Right, Nikita. Now, you've written a letter for Rach. Both of you here, go for it. A little over two years ago, on his birthday, your husband embarked on his usual bike ride. However, this time he didn't return home. Instead, he found himself at the Royal Adelaide Hospital, the victim of an accident during his ride. 785 days ago today, I came dangerously close to losing the closest thing I have to a brother, and you faced a very real possibility of losing your husband. 
While the ambulance officers, doctors and nurses played pivotal roles in Shane's initial rescue, you have continued to be his saviour every day since. I want you to know how deeply appreciated and admired you are for the remarkable person you are and the incredible strength you've shown throughout this journey. Thank you and I love you. Oh, Rachel, you want some tissues? Thank you. All right. How you doing? Um, She's drying her eyes. Sorry. For someone to acknowledge something like this in someone, it comes from a, a place of beauty mm. and love and kindness. And how do you not do what I have to do every day when you have support and people like my sister Nikki and so many other people? Um, that's what this is about. It's about mm. people and it's about connection. And I am so grateful. Um, Nikki, she has been my, my rock from day, <laughs> from day mm. one. Rach, how's Shane going now? Uh, you know... We have our days. There's there's mm. real struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also amazing things. Um, you know, when Shane can do something that he couldn't do, you know, days before or weeks before. You know, mm. it's so good to see, and it just it just brings so much joy and love. Ex- having this kind of experience, you just you create different connections with people. Mm. Um, you learn to love in different ways, and simple things become so so very important. Um, and I'm. At the end of the day, we're just so grateful that he's here because that might not have happened. How yeah. close were you to losing him, do you think? Um, I guess it's always hard to say. You know, those first five days in ICU were were pretty critical. It was right in the middle of COVID. Mm. Um, so back in the days where there was only one visitor and no one else was allowed to be in the hospital. So that was really challenging for him to not have his family with him. He couldn't see his kids. He couldn't see his dad. So that was... That was really challenging, um, but we, you know, we try not to focus on that bit. You know, that's the bit that happened, and then the bit now is what we do. Rach, by listening to you now, obviously it's such a horrible thing that's happened, but it seems remarkable that, he, you know, you ter- use the term grateful and gratitude with it, that it's almost like so much good has come out of something so horrible. Yeah, absolutely. And that's your mindset that has created that, I think. Because you choose to see it that way as opposed to probably thinking poor me and reflecting on the other side, which shows enormous strength and character, I think. Well, I think we've all got a choice, haven't we? Mm. You know, every day, every minute, we've all got a choice. So it's not going to do do any of us any favours. You know, it isn't going to make Shane's journey any better. It isn't going to make the people that come along this journey, you know, everyone that's gathered around us, it doesn't make life better mm. if we focus on you know, all the bad stuff. So yeah, you just focus on the good stuff. To take that attitude, I reckon is um, a bloody brilliant lesson that everyone can take something from. So apart from bringing you in here to let um, Nikki thank you, um, we have some treats for you. We've got to look after you because you've been putting everyone first. Yeah. So we've got a few things. Um, Nikita tells us you like a high tea. So we're going to send you (laughs) along to Seoul Rooftop with your family. You can take Nikita. Uh, and also a bit of a pamper. We've got a relaxing spa day at Blue Lagoon Float and Spa for you. Oh, that's so kind. It really, it really is very generous. Remember that bloke Paul Shaw from Demtel would say, "Wait, there's more." <laughs> yes. Right. There is more. Oh dear. Okay. All right. Now, obviously, it has been a really, really challenging couple of years. So you need a bit of a break and a breather. So the Hotel Albert, just around the corner here in South Terrace, has been redone. It is absolutely brilliant. So you're going to stay there and have a little break and a breakfast, late checkout, there's some wine and all that sort of thing so you can take it easy and put your feet up 
Um, you can take Shane, you can take Nikita, <laughs> take who you want, take the kids, um, which would be great. And also, you need a little sweet treat. Uh, our friends at Edible Blooms has put together a fantastic chocolate bouquet as well that you can take away today. That is so generous and so kind. Like, you don't live life and do things like this for reward. And I'm so grateful that you've been on this journey with me. I can't thank you enough. Brilliant. Well, that's all from Nikita, really, you know, because that's something, Nikita, that uh, you wanted to do to recognise the wonderful, wonderful sister that you have. So there you go. Thank you, Nikita. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Just another Mum Fail Monday. Mum Fail Monday. My 12-year-old Frankie had her first summer netball game last week. Oh, that's back, isn't it? We had Friday night netball as well, first summer game. Summer netball and then winter netball basically Mm. just means 12 months of netball, which is fine. I love netty. I'm all about it. get onto the sidelines and get right involved, or do you sort of sit back and just observe? A little bit. I'm pretty low-key. I'm very... I I, I try and barrack for the team. When my husband goes, he just barracks for Frankie. He's like, well done, Frankie. Great rebound, Frankie. I'm like, there are seven girls on the team. You can't just for your child. Mm. So I give the whole team a bit of love. Anyway, we played at a new venue last week. Uh, we played at um, the West Beach uh, tennis courts. Right. And we rocked up and there was a little whiteboard out the front of the canteen with mm. hot chips and lollies and at the bottom mm. it said <laughs> wine! What? <laughs> Hang on. Wine! Hang on. At a netball game. I was like, it's Christmas. Do not get the association in trouble. Is it a licensed venue? Yes, it is a licensed venue. There's a bar. and Anyway, <laughs> I thought this is great news. Now, she's in a new team. I know maybe one of the mums are not very well. Right. So I looked around to see whether any of the other mums was sharing my excitement to see this new menu item at Summer Netball. Mm. And they were all drinking out of their Frank Green drink bottles. And I went, I'm going to have to go it alone here. Uh, so they were clearly going the vodka. So I went in and I said, um, has anybody else ordered wine? Like, I didn't want to be yeah. the first mum. What, you asked them in the bar? I asked them in the bar. Right. And they said, uh, no, no one's ordered wine yet. But they were like, you know, it's it's fine. We'll go to the bar and, and crack the first bottle for you. Like, they hadn't even opened a bottle all night. <laughs> Does that say anything? I know. And then I said, don't worry about it. If it's too much trouble to go into the bar and open a I'll bottle. I'll go and do it myself. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Give me the keys. I'll open the bar. <laughs> They're like, no, no, no. It's fine. Anyway. They come out with a little piccolo of bubbles. I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. have that one. Anyway, then they get out mm. a champagne glass right. from the bar. Yeah. And I said, I can't walk out there on the sidelines Why not? and be cheering with my little pinky cock drinking champagne. But they sell it. Embrace who you are. I can't be drinking Shh. champagne at netball. You've got to celebrate the fact that you can't get through a game without a glass. <laughs> so they go, okay, we'll put it in a plastic um, wine glass for you. I said, no, you can't do that either. Oh, no. I said, do you have a coffee cup? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> so I made them pour the piccolo of champagne into oh, no. a coffee cup and popped the little oh, lid on no. it. So I thought, oh, my gosh, this is genius. So I sat there sipping my Coffee. You know the first stages of having to go to those meetings <laughs> yeah. is that you're actually hiding the fact <laughs> you're drinking? It. I didn't want these other mums that don't know me yet to judge me. I thought I'd got away with it. Frankie finishes the game, comes out and goes, what's in the cup, mum? And I go, coffee. She goes, open it. <laughs> she looks in there, she's like, that's not coffee. Coffee. She sprung me. She knew. She knew I wouldn't be drinking coffee at seven o'clock on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday night. <laughs> oh my gosh.
Look at these trending topics. These celebrity news are making news today. Another Hollywood couple has split. Remember we found out last night that Will's, last night, last week, that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith had been separated for like six or seven years. Absolutely. And obviously we also found out about Hugh Jackman and yes. Deborah Furness in the last month. Oh, yeah. it's getting They're around. They're kind of calling that grey divorce when you kind of wait till the kids have grown up and then you're like, hmm, I have nothing to say to you anymore. <laughs> Something in the water. Well... The latest, Meryl Streep has confirmed that she split from her husband six years ago after 45 years of marriage. They got married in 1978. They've wow. They've got um, whistling together there. Yeah. They've got four children and five grandchildren. Yep. Uh, and they've just, obviously, it sort of leaked, so they finally put out a statement. But six years ago, they split and just... How old's Meryl? Meryl is 74. Wow. Would you think then, oh, is it really worth it? You might as well stay in. No, but what, five, six years ago. So around about 70, late 60s, yeah, she went, she I'm out. Yeah, she still has some good years in her. To... Or the husband. Well, I read yesterday, you know, sure, yeah. is 77 and her boyfriend is 37, who is a music producer. Oh, if she could turn back time. 40 years difference. Wow. How good's that? And they've been dating for a year and I thought, wow, and... He's obviously happy. She's happy. And there you go. It's a fair gap. Mm. Oh, well, just you do you, boo. I don't know. <laughs> Big age be, difference. Gotta be happy. 40, yeah, 40 years. Mm. What? What did I miss something? <laughs> okay. Uh, now, you often pay me out, Soda. I will sometimes turn up to work. <laughs> With my makeup on from an event the night before because I seebs take it off. I can understand though, it'd be an absolute drag having to get it off at night if you get home late and you know you've got to get up early. So I can understand people doing it or it can be just dirty and mucky. Doesn't your pillow go all yeah, makeup-y? Look, I don't do it as a rule, but I have been known to do it. I did a couple of weeks ago after the Port Adelaide BNF, kept the old lashes on. They're still hanging on a couple of them. Well, Dolly Parton does it too, but she does it for a different reason. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do it because she's lazy or tired. She does not want to ever be seen by anyone, even those closest to her, without a full face of makeup. Really? She said when it started in the 80s when she moved to LA and she knew that LA had a lot of earthquakes. Yeah. So she said... (laughs) What? I started... Where is the correlation? Yeah, listen, this is great. I started sleeping with my makeup on partly because of the earthquakes. I thought... I'm not heading out onto the streets without makeup if there's an earthquake in the middle of the night. No. I don't want to be stuck on the street. Really? People going, is that Dolly? I don't recognize her without her makeup. <laughs> Dolly needs to work out. If people see her on the street, they ain't looking at her face. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Good morning, Christy. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> no worries. Good morning to you guys too. Hey, when's the last time you had a really good night's sleep? Probably nearly two years ago now. I also have a 16-month-old daughter, so. We need to have a listen, Beck. You are going to be blown away. Here is a snore. What is that? Christy, <laughs> that is how like do an you... air raid siren. <laughs> I've never heard anything like that in my life. How often does he do this? Every night? Not every night, thankfully. Most if he's lying on his back, so it's good if I can give him a nudge and move him over. Christy, that is a freaky sound. It doesn't even sound like a snore. It's like a vacuum cleaner and a siren and everything. In, it just, I've never heard anything like it. No, neither had I, and it, it really spun me out the very first time that I heard it. How do you describe it to your friends? Well, the very first time I described it, it sounded like a, a 13-year-old girl screaming. <laughs> <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> 
Oh. How long have you guys been together? Nearly five years. And you sleep in the same bed still? Believe it or not, yes. Right, so <laughs> what happened first time you've obviously got together, you fall asleep, what happens? Well, actually, he fell asleep first, so consequently, I did not sleep at all. Have you played that back to him? Yes. Well, how did he respond? He thinks it's pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> oh, I think it's hilarious unless I had to sleep next to it every night. So have you tried to get him to stop? Has he tried different methods or techniques? We have. We've tried some different uh, nose plugs and different pillows and things like that, but it's definitely an interesting sound. That is phenomenal. Well, I'll tell you what. Christy, we have to have you in our mix for that. Don't you worry about that. That is just <laughs> unbelievable. You are a contender to win Adelaide's Greatest Snorer, and it's a great prize, so thank you. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, if you have got a crazy snorer, please record it. Send it to us at safm.com.au. You could be running in the running for that $5,000 Dreamland package. Um, oh, that is just amazing, you're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. When I was a kid, I can remember when I'd go and buy some mixed lollies, I'd come back and my parents would always turn around because you get like, you know, 20 cents and you, you get a bag. Did you write on your penny farthing? No, mate. I used to write on my um, purple Repco Dragster. Did it have spooky dokies? No, it didn't, but it did have a big flag on the back when I was a kid. Flag. Anyway, yeah, You know, the big orange flag used to wave at me. Safety first. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I remember always coming back with like a bag of mixed lollies yeah. you know, for 20 cents or 50 yeah. cents and you got heaps of them. And my parents used to go, oh, God, back in my day when you got a farthing for whatever, I don't even know, a halfpenny, whatever it was, you know, you'd get 20 of those lollies for half a cent. Anyway, you'd always sit there and go, seriously, I mean, move forward. Then I caught myself over the weekend. Um, Seven-year-old Otis was Mm -hmm. sitting in my sister's car, and it's just a little old sort of junk bomb. Anyway, and he's sitting there, and he sort of said, can we put the windows down? I went, yeah, just... Wind him down, mate. And he's looking there and he couldn't get the window down. And he's sort of back and forth and he's looking for the button and he goes, Dad, how do I get the window down? Because there was a window winder. Oh, my God. And he's staring at it. I go, that's it there, mate. And he's sort of pushing it. I'm going, (laughs) no. And I showed him that you had to wind it and he was stunned. It was like... He'd seen the most magnificent thing. So then he's just winding it up, winding it down, winding it up, winding it down. And I just thought for a minute, he could not understand, particularly when he's looking at it and he's sort of pushing the middle of it, <laughs> thinking it's going to make the uh, make the window go up and down. And I just thought, God, how quickly have things changed Technology in our life? has changed so much. I yeah. got a phone call the other day from my kids. I could hear all three of them and they're laughing and they sounded really tinny. I said, where are you? They said, they're in Arno Bay. They go, Mum, we're calling from a payphone. <laughs> I was like, that's what we used to have to do all the time. Remember, you'd have to say, here's 30 cents, tell someone who cares, because that was how much money you had to put in a payphone to make a local call. Then I think it went up to 40 cents. I'm just trying to think, because when you see them on the side, the Telstra ones, I thought they were like um, just stations that pick up your uh, Wi-Fi. No, no, no. They're they're free now. They're 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 all free. free. What, a payphone? Yeah. A te- a yeah, yeah. Payphone's what? all yeah. free now. Mm. You can go and dial mobiles, everything, they're yeah. free. You just walk down the street and like the yeah. back phone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Kids what? were like, this is the mm. best thing ever. Hang on, you can dial mobiles yeah. on a payphone. Mm. It's not even a payphone now, yes, it's just Sandra a free Sully. phone. They announced yeah. that like a year ago. What? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my kids were fascinated by a payphone. Yeah. Well, even the fact you used to have a landline. Well, give us a call. What we want to know is what technology 
baffles your kid. We are talking the old school stuff that they look at and go, no way. Yeah. Um, Rightio, let's go to Sam from Albert Park. Uh, Good morning, Sam. Uh, What technology baffled your kids? Good morning. I was talking to my kids about CDs, which they thought was weird anyway, because, you Mm. know, music's all downloaded now. (laughs) But then I was going on to tell them about how we used to burn CDs, and they were just like, what the heck? Why would you set the CDs on fire? (laughs) (laughs) They just couldn't get their heads around her. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. CDs and floppy disks as well. Yeah, yeah. have to save things on the floppy. Absolutely. Uh, Good on you, Sam. Uh, What about Minnie from Salisbury? Minnie, uh, what baffled your kids? Well, a few weeks ago, I found a box of old cas- or music cassette tapes at Mum's place, and I thought, mm-hmm. "Oh my God!" You know, 1982, out of the blue. Yes. So, yep, flock of seagulls, here we come. So I, I thought, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my God, what a blast from the past!" I've got to put that in. So I went to get the old ghetto blaster that sits in our garage, and I said to my son, "Come and have a look at this." He said, "What is that?" And I said, "It's a cassette tape." He said, "What does it do?" And I said, "Well, watch." So we put the cassette tape in, and I pressed play. And I think he was in shock. He didn't. He didn't know why there was music. Like he didn't understand. Yeah. Like he said, were there words written on the ribbon? How is the music coming out? He didn't understand. Oh, that's brilliant, oh, Minnie. How, how old is he? He's nine. So right. we're talking. Uh, that I was uh, forty-one years ago. We're talking. Yeah. I'm, I'm fifty-one, and the cassettes are from nineteen eighty-two. So wow. old school. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> The little uh, wheels were turning and he was just staring at it. Minnie, how good were those little compilation cassettes? So w- there was 1982 with a bullet, 1981 over the top, I reckon like oh, 19, yes. yep. 1980 yep. off the wall. Oh, my God. How do you remember um, that? With Club Nouveau, um, In Excess, New yes. Sensation. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. It's I can, a little bit old, but yeah. Rose Tattoo, we can't be beaten on 1982 oh up right. in lights. What about, Minnie, when you used to actually record your songs off the radio as well and you'd be like, Barry oh. Bissell, stop talking over the top of my song. Yes, 5KA, I'd be waiting patiently. Yeah. 5KA, they were days. Bloody oh DJs talking over the top. <laughs> I know. Hey, right. Good on you, Minnie. Kim and Balaclava, what can't your kids understand about modern technology? Uh, well, when we moved house, God forbid, we had no internet for a few days. Oh, no. So we were watching normal TV and they could not fathom the ads. My four-year-old even tried to go up and swipe them away. <laughs> oh, God, of course, of course. Um, Kim, I can remember um, having a remote control that was connected to a cord back to the TV <laughs> or to the VHS with it. And you oh, just yeah. thought that was that was phenomenal to even be, have the ability to not have to walk up to the to the TV to do that. Now, that was a game changer, but yeah, these days, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, amazing. I know. Um, can you remember even before, Beck, when you were little, when we didn't even have remotes and you'd just sit on the couch and be too lazy to change the channel, so you just watched some crap because you couldn't be bothered just changing it? whatever was on after Hey Hey yeah. Saturday. Uh, Barbara in Kernelite Gardens, uh, what uh, technology did your five-year-old not understand? Morning, guys. Um, yes, yeah, so we were actually in Bali, um, this was a few years ago, um, And I think my daughter was like five or six at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the shower in the hotel room and the hotel ring, um, like the hotel phone starts ringing. And I asked her to um, answer it because I was in the bathroom and I couldn't get it. And 
she was yelling out, I don't know how, I don't know how, because it was an old, older phone. And, you know, they're so kids nowadays. are so used to swiping like you guys have said this morning as well. And we just were cracking up, but she just couldn't answer the phone. And she was so, we had to teach her about these, you know, she would say these old phones from the dinosaur ages. Um, because she was, she was actually, she got upset about it because she couldn't pick up the phone. She couldn't work out, you know, how to pick it up oh, and answer that's great. it. It was really funny. Oh, Barbara, that is that's scary, actually, isn't it, with kids like that? Because you just think you look at a phone and go, "How would they not know?" But yeah, the hardest thing to explain it. is if you liked a boy, mm. yeah. you couldn't text. If you wanted to speak to him, you yes. had to dial the home phone number. Get nervous about whether the mum or dad would answer. Have your spiel in your head, and then sometimes you just freak out and hang up. Because you'd have to ask. You'd have to, to say hi. Is is Beck here? Is Ben is Ben home? <laughs> Can you tell him, uh, oh, don't worry about it. Just, just hang up. <laughs> oh, God. That is hilarious, isn't it? Well, that's funny when you're talking about hanging up because Mahala says here that her kid was saying, why do we say hang up when you push the button oh, to, yeah. to end a phone call? And she said, no, 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 it had to explain the phones that you talk on them, then you hang them up when mm. you're done. And they're oh, like, God. what are you talking about? Then mm. we had the engage signal and then call waiting came along. Oh. Hang on a minute, let just let me put you on hold. I've got a call coming I'm through. so busy. <laughs> I'm so what, busy. What about when they introduced the little cassettes in the answering machine? Mm. And you get home from school and you'd see like three lights flashing yeah. and you push and go, oh, no, nah, that was for mum. Oh, that was for dad <laughs> just waiting for a friend to call you. Yeah. And they had those little mini cassettes. Mm. Oh. Righto. Reminisce. Oh, Do some reminiscing today, everybody. Those were the days. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.